I'm in carnation where them cardinals at With them cardinals on their glove and the cardinal hat I'm in the cardinal sports zone spitting cardinal raps Say it C-A-R-D-X, let's go Play a cardinal game, get a cardinal story Okay, and up next on the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast We have the pleasure, and I really, really appreciate this Because uh, even though this is a very serious thing that's happening in America This isn't just something that has affected um, people's health This has affected... There's people out there that, like one of my friend's daughters, didn't get to go to their senior prom last night. Uh, we have friends that didn't, even to this day, that didn't get to complete like their athletic seasons and stuff like that. Speaking of that, uh, we are honored and privileged to have on the phone with us uh, our, truly, the, as far as I'm concerned, the heart and soul of our team this year for the University of Louisville basketball team. It is senior Keith Odo. Keith, what's going on, my man? How's it going, Jeremy? I appreciate you having me on. Hey, it's not a problem. I got my brother Joey here, too. He is here during quarantine 2020. He's not allowed to leave, unfortunately, for me, but he's here with us. Hey, how's it going, man? I appreciate y'all having me on. Good to talk to you, Keith. And just so y'all, so you can clear it up, because maybe I'm I'm not normally wrong, but it is Odo, correct? Well, listen. I've gotten uh, I've gotten a bunch of terms over the years, but it's actually Otto. Ah, listen, I, I uh, I've been getting Odo probably more than I've gotten Otto for the last ten years. So you're in a big group, so don't even worry about it. Hey, our la- our last name gets butchered like all the time. Wayman, Wallman, Washman. I had so, somebody yeah. call me Walnut one time. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> what? That's not even close. I told so, Sean. Just so you know, you'll be on later in the show. Uh, well, you were on earlier too, but you're fired because you told me I was wrong. I told you it was Otto, and you're like, no, <laughs> no, you pronounce the O. And now you made me look stupid. So uh, hey, It's all good. It's like yeah. a Louisville, Louisville thing. No, no worries. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Keith, first off, I, I, I know you didn't get to, to play as much as you would have liked to this year. Uh but man, you when you did get in, you gave us a bunch of moments. I can say, and I told you this after the game that that the senior day shot that uh-huh. is going to live on forever, and there's going to be nobody from this point forward in in our lifetime that doesn't remember that moment. Can you first off, before we get into the other more serious stuff, keep it fun for a second? How fun was that moment for you? And 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 are you glad that you were that you chose Louisville? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, first of all, I this has been the best year of my life. So, uh, as far as am I glad I chose Louisville? I I knew what I was what I was getting into when I came here. Coach Mack was, you know, very upfront with me as far as you know. Look, we're a deep team. You're coming in here as a as a preferred walk on. Um, you know, to be honest with you, Keith, there's not that there's not a ton of minutes that you know we're going to be able to squeeze. And so, like that, that's something that I knew coming in here. So I, I always appreciate the coach that's, you know, upfront and honest, and and so that you know the player and coach are on the same page. It's something that I, you know, really uh, respect and and honor about Coach Mack. Um, so you know, it was it was honestly the best year of my life. You know, the the team is as close and knit group as you could possibly get. I mean, in my five years, um, this is the closest team I've ever been on. You know, we're we're absolute brothers on and off the court. And so, you know, just to, to be to be able to experience ACC basketball at this level, uh, especially coming in from a, 
you know, a, a school and a mid-major school that, uh, you know, in my four years, we didn't have a ton of success. So just to be in a, be in a position to put on a Louisville jersey, um, you know, I tell people all the time I'm from I'm from Roanoke, Virginia, which is the same same city that, that Luke Hancock is from. We actually went to the same high school. You know, I remember that 2013 run like it was yesterday. I, mean, I remember sitting in my basement and watching Luke just hit three after three and just like dreaming one day that, you know, maybe I could be in a position to to play basketball at that level. And obviously, you know, me and me and Luke had had different different careers, but I, uh, you know, just to be to be able to compete on the same, you know, floor, wear the same jerseys, is you know, legends, you know, for for decades on decades, uh, it's something that I really took pride in. And so this year was fantastic. And then, you no, know, obviously the the shot at the the end, I I was, you know, a lot of people were telling me was that your favorite moment of the year, and or asking me and. You know, my simple response was like at that time, I was like, I really hope it's not, you know, the 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 moment that I look back on because, you know, right. I really came here to, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I really came here to, you know, compete for a national championship. So um, obviously it had a short ending. It was very quick for all of us. Um, but, you know, the the as far as the shot, you know, you got to give David Johnson all the credit in the world. I don't know if you, I mean, I've, I've watched it, you know, 25 times and every single time I don't even watch myself I just look at David and I'm, <laughs> I I literally watch him fly you know he he kind of looks around pauses wait for waits for Josh to shoot then just flies in there and I, I tell people you know when David jumped before he looked at me I mean it was weird it was like he he just looked at me and I knew I knew that ball was coming right right to me I was like you better be ready to shoot kid so I, just, <laughs> I, I let it I let it go and and it was uh, it was a good moment. Yeah, you can absolutely see him. Like if you follow it, if like you said, watching the replays, you can see if you watch the replay that he uh, from the moment that the ball went up in the air and he's going after the rebound that, like you said, you better be ready to shoot, kid. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, so, so are we saying that Josh purposely missed that shot so you could get your one shining moment? <laughs> You know, I don't know if you listened to uh, that inside the cards thing. That that was, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that, but it was it, Coach Mag kind of broke down the play, and it was it was absolutely hysterical. He was like, you know, he was like, you know, Josh was in there to do the one thing that nobody else could, and that's miss miss it perfectly. Off I the did. I saw that. That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah so you got to give Josh, I guess, some credit in there too. Uh, again, we're on here with with Keith. Auto, like I tried to tell Sean before. Again, Sean has been fired from the podcast. He's no longer welcome in my uh, studio. No, just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> l- let, let's move on to, to the uh, the topic that this is really uh, this is. Well, first off, before we get there, I do want to bring some uh, touch on something that you said the the brotherhood of this team. Now, when I talked to you the other day about possibly doing this, I was like, uh, Do you think that you can? get a hold of some of them and get their opinions and you're like oh we talk every day there's been teams yeah. that's been the difference uh really here at louisville and i won't call it any t- because i've man growing up here in the city of louisville i've probably known somebody on the team every three to six you know three to six years which ends yeah. up being every four years there's somebody on the team uh that i know and one of the biggest problems in the past has been things like players trying to take other players' girls, not wanting to hang out with each other, just all this stuff that's like high school type stuff. Um, uh-huh. But the one, the one, and it, I don't know if this is coincidence or not, but the one graduating class that was not like that was the 2013 team. They may have got, some of them may have gotten into some trouble here and there, 
But in the end, they always had each other's backs. They love hanging out with each other. Uh, same as the 2005 year when uh, our, our buddy Terrence Farley, he was a freshman, but that team had Larry O'Bannon, Francisco Garcia, Taekwon Dean, Otis George, Ellis Miles. They were always together all the time. Uh, Brandon Jenkins, he'll get on me if I forget him. Um, just, just, And they loved being around each other, and they, were tr- they weren't just a team. They were family. Is that what is that what this year's team was like as well? Yeah, I mean it was it was family, you know, to the highest degree. Um, and that's why, honestly, you know, again, I know we'll, we'll touch on it, but you know, that's why it stings a lot. Um, you know, we we felt like we were really clicking at the right time. You know, it's a lot of the, the success on the team is obviously the talent that the team has, the coaching, and all that stuff. But you know, like you said, if the team if the team doesn't have chemistry and doesn't you know, want to, you know, lace them up and go to war for each other every single day, you know, to compete for that same goal, to go to the final four, win a national championship. Um, you know, it's, it's the chemistry is a huge piece. So, I mean, just to give you an example uh, of how tight this team is, like, I, I mean, I was, I was uh, on my way back home to Virginia yesterday and, you know, I had a, a six and a half hour car ride. So I, I literally just FaceTimed every single member of the team, like, all, uh, you know, on my drive back just to catch up with all of them. Because, you know, it really it, it's not only a really tight knit group, but we didn't get a lot of closure. Um, you know, it was, this thing happened very quickly. Yeah. It's like, you know, the next thing you know, everybody's back home. But, you know, regardless of the distance, regardless of where everybody is, um, you know, thank, thankful for technology. But, you know, we're, we're checking in with each other every single day. Um, and that goes from the freshmen all the way up to, you know, the, the grad transfer. So it's a, it's a tight knit group. And, uh, that's why I was really, you know, optimistic here moving forward in these next couple of weeks. And so we'll go ahead and we'll get to, to the, uh, which is, I hate to say theme cause that makes it sound like a good thing. But the, the reason we're doing this podcast is cause there's a lot of people out there that at this moment don't have any entertainment and they don't have things to, to new things to listen to or watch they've halted production of tv shows they've they've cut this and that short but the one thing that they really cut short that hurt a lot of and louisville's one of the we used to have a banner hanging on the old dog food silos there on 65 when you rolled into town and it said louisville university of louisville best college town in the country and that we we've had we've never had a pro team we've had a lot of well i mean they had a pro baseball team back in the 1900s but i mean whatever but as far as as long as i've been around we've had no pro sports team our all of our love goes towards this college in in the teams so it was announced um that they were first thing that was announced and we'll hear from our guy colin lyman here in a little bit uh he's going to catch us up on the baseball team and how they're doing he's talked to a lot of the former and current players uh, try to get a hold of our guy Luke Smith, but he's busy, understandably. Uh, best wishes to him as well. But um, you know the the season. So first off, the basketball season was was just was just cut short. That there was hopes, and I know me and you spoke about this for the whole week. All this kind of unveiled in front of our eyes. But first, it was like uh, we're shutting down the conference tournaments. But then there was that glimmer of hope that they were still going to have a 68-team tournament. Then a few days later, it was like, not going to have the 68-team tournament. We may do a 16-team tournament. And then a few days later, it was like, nope, we're not doing anything. And that's when 
I don't know when you started. I, I held on hope. I, I probably hurt myself a lot because I held hope all the way to the very, very end when they decided that they weren't. But then they went a step further just to set this up for later in the conversation and shut down the entire – the baseball team just – the preseason number one baseball team just started getting to the swing, no pun intended, the swing of their season. Um, they were destined for good things. There's going to be some people out there that say that this was an overreaction or that this could be controlled. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm one of these people. Uh, just to be honest, I think that something could have been worked out to where they could have had, just like the secret scrimmages y'all do during the summer that aren't so secret anymore, um, or fall whenever whenever they normally take place. I still feel strongly that something could have been done as far as the basketball tournament. I still feel like something could have been done as far as making sure that the players were safe in these other sports, but maybe that's just because I'm hard-headed and I understand what you all have been through and I appreciate what, what – I mean, I felt like I, I felt like just to be honest, I felt like I was on the team too, and all the work I watched y'all do, the hard work y'all put in all year, just get cut off, and it didn't even feel like, and not because of our, we have some of the best Vince Tyrate, uh, Neely Bendapudi, they uh, some of the greatest leaders, so I feel like they probably did everything they could to get this back on track, um, but Keith just kind of kind of explained to us your thought process, how things felt for you, uh, and and how your teammates and stuff, uh, you can give us individual updates on them or however you want to do it. This is your platform. You've you've worked so hard for us this year. I want to give this back to you. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, like you said, I mean, this is something that none of us would have guessed would have ever have happened a couple weeks ago. I mean, you touched on the baseball team. I just want to you know, I'm I'm friends with Luke uh, and some of those guys, and you feel I I feel terrible for them when you put things into perspective. Um, you know, I couldn't imagine a situation where you know if I was a baseball player, just like the situation I'm in now, where I'm a graduate transfer who is a preferred walk-on at Louisville. You know, I couldn't imagine being you know a couple games into this basketball season and then them just you know canceling it. So, you know, the fact that those baseball players, especially those seniors. Um, you know, have to go out like this. I know there's, I, I don't know what the most updated discussion is, but I've heard that there's, you know, uh, an extra year of eligibility potentially on the line. Um, yes, that's what and, I've heard as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's, you know, the, you train all off season for in the summer and you, you know, you do conditioning, you're doing weights, you're doing all these extra things to get prepared, you know, obviously for the regular, regular season. So at least as a basketball player, I was able to experience, you know, the full season to, to right. be a part of, you know, the KFC Yum Center and all those, and all the great things that come with being a Louisville basketball player, you know, but the, to those baseball players, you know, my hat, you know, I, I feel terrible for them. So, um, you know, when you look at things and you put things into perspective, you know, that that obviously is a tough one to swallow. So um, and I know they were going to have a great season. But, you know, as far as our team, you know, I remember talking to uh, Ryan McMahon when we were at shoot. We were at uh, I think we had just finished our practice the day before the Syracuse game. I think we were at UNC Greensboro practicing. And I think word had just broke that um, there was not going to be fans at the game. And we were all looking around at each other and we were, we were, we were honestly, we were devastated. We couldn't, we could not have pictured a world 
you know, the next day where it could get any worse, if that makes sense. So like, yeah, we, yeah, we, were, sure. we were, we were, we were devastated. I mean, I remember looking at Ryan, I was like, dude, are we really going to be in, you know, a 20,000 seat arena empty? And, and we were, and we were honestly, we were a little bit angry, upset. Cause we didn't really know the, we obviously we're not looking at this from a medical standpoint. Right. That's right. That, that's what I wanted to make sure that everybody understood at the beginning. We're going to talk yeah. about the health part of, but we're talking, it, and it's okay for this to be multifaceted. This don't just have to be, oh, you have to be peed off, or or nothing. Because we do, we are all uh, speak for my speak for myself, uh, my brother and Keith. We all care about the vi- the virus and who it affects and stuff like that from a bigger picture. But right now, we're just discussing the effect that this has had on uh, Keith's sports career. I mean, I know a lot of your you all are going to be like. Well, that, that doesn't matter as much in the big picture. Well, that's what we're talking about today. So if you don't like it, turn it off. But uh, but yeah, like, and I forgot to mention that first in the timeline. Yeah, it was first announced that there was no fans. I just jumped straight into the cancellation of the tournament. So that's my fault. But yeah, so I'm sorry. Then, I just want to make sure that everybody realized that we're not making light of the, the actual virus and its effects. We're just talking about your process through the stuff in real time because even then – Two weeks ago, I'll be honest with you, I was one of the people, when we recorded the podcast, there was a question, I was looking at the notes last night from that week's show, and it was like, is this an overreaction? And at that point, I said yes. So did I. And and I'm still not sure it's not a, is it an overreaction now? Possibly, because I think there were still ways to get those. Now, you bring up something interesting when you say that you were angry that there weren't going to be any fans around there, because me, at, looking at this from a fan point, I was absolutely elated because I thought that y'all were going to play North Carolina in the next round because I've been to the North Carolina <laughs> Elite Eight game and there were 18,500 baby blue jerseys or T-shirts and there were only the friends and family of the team. There was only 50 of us allowed in the uh, the arena. So I was like, okay, they're, they're not going to have – there's going to be no wonky home court advantage there. But go ahead. I just want to make sure that our listeners understood we weren't making light of the virus. So go ahead with what you were saying. I'm sorry. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, and you're exactly right. At the, at the time, uh, the day before the Syracuse game, I believe it was that night when the Rudy Gobert thing happened. So mm-hmm. that we had not yet had a player get hit by the virus. So at the time, we were thinking about it, and we were – we were even, you know, a little hurt at the possibility of there being no fans at the ACC tournament because, you know, we we enjoy playing in atmospheres. I mean, you know, you look back at our games and, you know, we Cameron at Cameron like that. What makes Cameron so great is the Cameron crazy. So like we right. we enjoy environments, even if it's an environment where you know ninety five percent of the, the fans are rooting for the other team. It's something that as a basketball player you kind of embrace over the years, but. Um, you know, we did know that North Carolina was was next um, or potentially next. And uh, even though Syracuse won. So we were thinking that maybe if North Carolina did win, we that we, we could take advantage of the, the lack of fans in attendance. So that's definitely something that's that's accurately stated. But, um, you know, looking the next day, you know, that night, Rudy Gobert got hit. And then where I'm sitting in the room, Dwayne Sutton's my roommate. And we're looking at each other. And I remember Sut told me he was like, he was like, what do you think? Like. And I told him, I, I said that night, I was like, as soon as an NBA player or any basketball player was to get hit and affected by the virus, it's over. So I, I had a, I had a bad feeling that night when, when Gobert got hit. And then, you know, it, it just, it happened so quickly after mm-hmm. that. I mean, ev- everything happened. It was like, 
you know, the next thing you know, we're in a team meeting uh, downstairs and it's like, you know, they wanted to give us a little heads up, you know, potentially this could really, you know, affect, you know, what, what we're doing moving forward. And so at that, at that point, when we were told, you know, the, you know, when Rudy Gobert got hit and then Donovan got hit right. Mm. The, I think the next day yeah. we were, we were, we were literally like, we will play in front of no fans gladly. You know, remember right. the, you know, the previous day we were like, dang, we, there's <laughs> going to be no fans here. And at that, at that, at that point, when we realized that there could be potential, potential cancellation for not only the ACC, which was already looking like it was going to be canceled, but March Madness, shoot, we were like, you know, put us in a church gym, put us in, put us in the YMCA. I mean, we will, we, like, at this point, people are just like, we just want to, we want to hoop. At, at at this point in the stage, we don't even care if there's fans. We want to, you know, we want to go and represent this city and and do what we've been working to, to accomplish since since literally since June and July. Um, I think that's what people forget is just the 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 months and months of work i mean you guys see the season from november to march mm -hmm. i mean we've we we have one of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the entire country and you work your you know tail off for months and months i mean it is it is a grind and uh you know just to get to the point where you're sitting there in the acc tournament you know ready to play you know three you know two three games away from an acc title then get to go right into march and then that's, you know, that's what we all play for. So obviously it was a, it was a huge, you know, step back for us. And, and to be honest, you know, it's a, a little over a week later, I, I still haven't really gotten too much sleep. You know, it, it's something that's just, it, it's kind of like a gut punch. Um, but obviously, you know, there's bigger things in basketball. Um, you know, if you, you know, it's, it's something that sometimes you got to swallow your pride on and realize that, you know, if this thing is really affecting um, you know, and spreading like it is, then it obviously that takes uh, note over the game of basketball. So it's, you know, it really, it's, it's, it kind of sucks from a player standpoint and a fan standpoint. Um, but, you know, I also say, you know, real quick, you know, the, the support from card nation has been crazy. I mean, even, even myself as a, as a walk on, um, you know, the, the messages and the, uh, you know, even emails and pictures and, everything that the, the fans uh, are sending us has been, you know, so it, it means a lot to all of the seniors and all of the players, but, you know, it's really helping us get through this, this hard time, just knowing that the support is always there. So that's something I really appreciate. Well, and it's funny you said, it's funny you mentioned, because I said last week, I said, and if you all haven't listened to last week's episode, even though it was titled March sadness, go back and check it out. We had a lot of good, raw emotion and opinion stuff out but i said dude they could play this in a in a in a church gym a ymca they go sanitize a middle school or a high school and play it so we had us athletes like me and keith we had the same thought processes uh so that's that's good to know let me ask you this real quick so what has been one of the th um what has been <laughs> So with with the senior, the other seniors, and when I say the other seniors, I'm going to include Jordan because he's leaving as well. Um, mm -hmm. What's been what's been the the what's been the 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 oddest thing, or what's what's the consensus feeling from everybody? I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around this whole situation, yeah. even now. Uh, what what's the how are they? Because the other guys, they can come back and play. That's cool and everything. But you guys, that 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 was it. 
What's been like some of their? Th- you mentioned that your your roommates with Dwayne Sutton. What's been because uh-huh. Dwayne's? I mean, he's the son of the city. He's been here his whole life. What is what have they said to you that that you might like some things how they're yeah, coping definitely. you know the situation? Well, I mean to give it to in one word it's it's devastation. I mean it's it's yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm you know overreacting or right. anything like that. Right. But it it's I you know I was I was with Ryan and Dwayne two nights ago right before I came back to Virginia. And it's just like, you know, when we look at each other, it's just, it's just a, you don't, you don't even need words for it. It's just, you look at each other and you know, you're both feeling the same way. It's a, it's a sickening feeling just because, like I said, this team not only was so close off of the court and, and cared for each other like crazy, like we were really, we really felt like we were trending in the right direction. I mean, we, we felt like we got hit by some injuries there late um, which, you know, not to make excuses, there's ob- obviously other things in the injuries, but, mm-hmm. you know, we were looking at it like, you know, Hey, we're going to get Malik Williams off some rest. Um, you know, David was still a little nicked up, get him healthy. You know, he hadn't practiced in a few days. I mean, we felt like we were just getting all of our, you know, all of our guns loaded up and, and ready to go. Like we were, we really felt like we could, you know, make it uh, not only win the ACC, but make a deep run in this thing. So obviously to just not, be able to just go out there and show, you know, what we've been working for all year, the ups and downs. And, and we know there was some downs. I mean, you know, we, we, you know, the, the at Kentucky game and the at Texas tech, um, and then obviously the Georgia tech and Clemson back to back, like those are some down moments, but we were ready to show that, look, we've learned from all those down moments. And that's kind of what March is all about is taking everything, all the battles from the season and, and just, learning from them and putting it, you know, putting it all out there on the line. And, and like I said, I've, I've been on, you know, four years of basketball teams. It's my fifth year. And uh, this is the most talented team I've ever been a part of, obviously. And, and I had, you know, in all the competition that we played this year, I really felt like, you know, we, we matched up unbelievably well against everybody. So um, obviously just to not be able to compete, to not be able to, you know, represent card nation and represent this city who we feel, you know, who's been through a lot the last, you know, obviously I haven't been here. You have, but you know, the, the roller coaster ride, it must've been to just be a part of this program of the last, you know, five, six years. And then, you know, finally we wanted to be that team that, you know, just that pushed through that people, you know, could, could finally like really, you know, enjoy put put the put a smile on their face when they think about team 106 well it would make um, it would have made everybody forget about because you you bring it you mentioned the the last four or five years i mean this isn't the first time that we have set out the i mean everybody's setting it out this year but we had the team back and that team was really really close too with ray and uh ding and 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 donovan and quentin snyder that team was was a true family type type team as well uh, what'd you say, Joey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Da- How can I forget Damian Lee and Trey Lewis? Uh, those guys too. Um, so yeah, that that's just so. As fans, we're like, man, this we 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 agreed with you. I had I already had my hotel booked for Atlanta. That's how much that I believed personally. But you're right. This was going to be the team we felt that was going to make everybody forget about the the self the self. Uh, Joey, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-imposed. Self-imposed, uh, sitting out of the tournament. The the scandals with, uh, even to this day, like I don't believe Coach P knew anything about what was going on, but 
it went on under his watch. He got removed. Mr. Juris got removed. We we were blessed and lucky enough to get some great leaders in uh, Mr. Tyre and Coach Mack uh, to come in and take over. Uh, I, I don't feel like we've missed a step, and as much as I miss the other guys, I'm so excited to see. But but I what, what's in our future? But I but I agree with you. I feel like this was going to be the team. This was going to be the run, at least, that made us start to forget about all the bad stuff. Yeah, I, I, I you know, obviously I wasn't here for those years, but, you know, it, we, we felt the same way. And we had this motto all year. It was, you know, tough. It, basically, essentially, we wanted to finish games. That was what Team 106 wanted to improve on from Team 105. And, you know, just to be in the, the, the finished stages of the season, like this is what we've been preparing for. Um, you know, to be cut short is obviously tough, but, you know, it's a it's a lesson for every single person that, you know, you really got to value every mm-hmm. second out there. And I think that Team 106 did that. I mean, we we created memories, and, you know, at, winning at Duke obviously is a high note. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, you know, we felt a little short of our goal to win the regular season at the end, but – and we were ready to learn from that, and you know we were we were ready to see UVA in the, on that Friday night matchup in the ACC tournament, and then hopefully see you know see Florida State or Duke in the championship, and just you know, really get an opportunity to show what what Louisville basketball is about. But you know, in the end, it, it didn't work out that way, um, and obviously we want everybody to stay safe, and you know just just uh, you know obviously 106 is is kind of in the books here, but, you know, to the Louisville fans, you know, you got a lot, you got a, you have a lot to look forward to in the next couple of years. And, um, you know, 107 is, is going to pick up where 106 left off. So, um, you know, just keep supporting the team. Definitely. Well, and that's one thing I can say, and it's been that way since I, since I was at Louisville, um, the, the fans, once you're a Cardinal, you're a card for life, whether you're a graduate transfer like yourself or you're a, a six-year senior like Mango Mathiang. I'm joking, Mango. Um, you know, no matter how many years you're here, uh, they, they will love you for the rest of your life. And and you, you will have our support. You, I mean, you have my phone number now, so anytime you need anything when you're here in the Ville, you, you know you can count on me uh, as an example, stuff like that. So a couple of quick, quick-hitting questions real quick, and we'll let you go because I know you're busy. Uh, and we appreciate your time. Uh, so, and, and you only had to give us like a sentence for each for each question. I'm, I want to ask you about the week uh, the week of the Clemson and Georgia Tech game. Were there, that that did that looked very uncharacteristic. That did not look like our team that played that week. Was there anything? And you don't have to tell me exactly, but was there something behind the scenes that threw us off that week, or was it just one of those things where you know we had a week where we just came out and we just fell flat? Yeah, you know, it's uh, that was the the roughest week of the season, but again, in the long run, I was hoping that we were going to be able to look back and say those two games made made us into a final four team. Um for starters, you know, to you know, I'll give both those teams both those teams deserve all the credit. Georgia Tech is the most underrated team in my opinion in the league. I think that they will be you know, solid next next year. When you have two really good guards, you can beat anybody. Um, and they have Alvarado and DeVoe. I think Alvarado was third team all ACC. DeVoe was honorable mention all ACC. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, give give them credit. And then, you know, Clemson, that's a tough environment to go into. You know, obviously you saw not only us, but Florida State and Duke also go into yeah. the little John, I think it's called, and, and stumble a little bit. So, 
you know, when you're playing ACC basketball, every single team, you know, from top, you know, the, the highest, the, the Louisville, the Duke, and the UNC, or I guess not UNC this year, but, uh-huh. you know, the top, do- the top dogs of the ACC, you know, you, you look at the conference this year, I'll bring up UNC. You know, UNC is at the bottom of the league, and they could beat anybody on any given night. So we never came out, and let's just say, you know, we are, you know, obviously in those two games, the, the beginning of the games hurt us. Uh, we, we, I don't want to say we came out flat. We're never, we never, you know, you're never like, uh, you know, going into a, a, a road ACC game and you don't have energy. Right. Um, I will, I will say that the start of both those games kind of hurt us a little bit. Uh, I think we were kind of in one of those stages in the season, you know, people don't realize how long the season is, you know, you go through highs, you go through lows. Um, and it's a roller coaster ride, and I think that was just a, a a low for us where we're trying to kind of figure out. You know, we were in the we'd switched up the lineup. I believe, if I if I'm not mistaken, I think Jordan might have not started the Clemson game, and then you know we were kind of trying to figure some stuff out, and that's what every team goes through in the middle of the season. You know, those the hardest months are the the late January, early February, you know, kind of middle of January. You know, when you're in the just the the goo of the season where it's like, you know, March madness looks so far away. And then, you know, but you still, you know, you really got to come out and bring it every single night. Um, you know, with those, with those two, two games, I would just say that, look, both those teams played unreal against us. Um, and also, you know, we just didn't hit shots in a couple of those games. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you, you get those games where you got to be able to win the ball games, even if you're cold. And I think coach Mack was preaching that to our team all year. He was like, you know, look, there's going to be times where, where Jordan's not hitting six threes, where McMahon's cold, where, where Dwayne's not, you know, where he's getting boxed out and not able to get on the glass as much. And we got to figure out ways to win those types of games. And, you know, looking back on it, I, I think we were figuring it out, especially at that point in the season. But, uh, you know, obviously we would love to have that week of basketball back. Um, but, you know, we were ready to learn from it and move on. Just, you know, again, unfortunate we weren't able to. Okay, and I've been wondering that, and but I also wanted to point out it wasn't a big deal for me personally. I mean, obviously you don't like to lose, but we lost three games in a row in 2013, and that ended up motivating us and sparking us and getting our our, our head in the right you know mind frame. So that didn't uh, bother me too much as a fan. We got a couple of questions from Twitter, and again, like I said, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask you these real quick. Make them as long, the answer as long or short as you want to. We appreciate your time. Uh, the, the first question uh, says, with a lot of talent and leadership that is leaving this team, who do you think or believe is going to make the biggest improvement from their freshman to sophomore season? Um, well, you you got a lot of talent to look forward to, I'll tell you that. Um, obviously, David Johnson is, is – you know, the key to the, to the car, as they say, uh, he's going to run this team. Um, he's a, you know, I don't want to put too much expectations on him cause I love him, but you know, he, he's the most talented player I've, I've, I think I've ever played with. Uh, he's, wow. you know, you guys saw a glimpse of it. Um, you know, at Duke, you know, true freshman going into Cameron and, and, you know, putting on a show like he did, uh, dominating in a hostile environment. You know, David Johnson is, is, is as talented as I've ever seen a player. I mean, he's six five, two fifteen, two twenty, with a seven foot wingspan, um, and he's you know, and he's a freak athlete. So, I think David. I don't. I think he's going to take a big leap forward. I think you you know you saw some of the freshman mistakes. You know, the the turnovers. You know, 
crept up on him a little bit at the end of the year. Right. Um, you know, him learning how to deal with maybe, you know, smaller guards like a Kihei Clark. I think th- those are like the little things that, you know, as a from a freshman to sophomore, you'll see a, a leap. Um, and I think David will improve on his decision making, improve on, you know, being, a, you know, really steady with the ball and, and then just know when to attack. Um, and, and if you, you guys are going to see it next year, I mean, he's, he's so talented, unbelievable passer. Um, I, I guess I owe him. I ho- I told him I owe him milkshakes for life for uh, passing <laughs> that passing that one to me on senior night. But you know he's he's an unbelievable passer. Um, he has great potential on defense. And you know I think the the thing that with Dave is as a point guard you got to be vocal and be uh, it's, you got to you know take control of your team. And I think that's something that I really look forward to seeing David do um, with you know fresh uh, you know being a fifth year grad transfer he's leaving. Um, Darius just announced he was he's transferring. So, you know, I think David Johnson is a guy that you're going to see. And then on a side note, uh, you didn't get to see any of Jalen Withers this year, but that kid is that kid is a, a, a special uh, talent. You can't teach six nine, six ten that plays. They can play, you know, the three. He can get on the wing. He can get get down low. Um, you know, obviously the game will. You know, he'll be a redshirt freshman next year, so the game will. You know, he'll have his his freshman moments where it's you know everybody has them they're the learning curve so you're gonna have to ride with him with that but at the end of the day Jalen Withers is a is a stud and I think he'll have a enormous impact on Louisville basketball for years to come and I can tell you and shout out to to our guy TJ Barr who's who's our men's basketball photographer does a phenomenal job for the team every year he has taken some great pictures of Jalen in pregame warm-ups and stuff and I'm like Oh my God! I cannot wait for this kid to get on the court as well. But I, I do want to, like I said, I, I want to shout out, uh, shout out TJ because man, he has. If you look, the, those photo galleries are fire every week. We love them. See TJ, there you go. You finally get your validation. They love you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so you <laughs> mentioned milkshakes though, and this is this is a question because this was actually my question, and I got one last from Twitter, and we'll let you go. So okay. night one of the quarantine, we were it was me, my brother, and my two nieces, and we just didn't know what to do with ourselves. So they had, the girls had already played all their little games on their phones and been on their. I told them to put their phones down. They don't need to be Snapchatting or whatever. We need to spend some quality time with each other because it's probably going to be the way it is for a while. So I started putting the show together that night. That's what I was doing while they were Snapchatting. I was like. Man, we got we got to have Keith on the show. And then the next thing that hit my my mind was, I gotta have a milkshake. I need to I need to hit up DoorDash. I need to see what's open. And the first thing that popped up was Steak and Shake. So I there want you, you to give me a rating on what I picked. Uh, I picked the Oreo Red Velvet Milkshake. Wow, that's a that's a good pick. So interesting. I actually have a a little relationship. I'm not going to say, you know, a, a big time relationship, but right. steak and shake. When I do my, I've, I've gone to steak and shake probably four, five times to do a review on them. And it's the first time I went, I remember I, I got like an, or your basic Oreo shake. I always do that when I go to like a new spot that I haven't been to in a while or haven't been to at all. So I got the Oreo shake and I was, I wasn't that satisfied. I think I gave them like a, B minus 82. I'm a tough grader. I'm a, I'm a tough grader when it comes to my milkshakes. I've only given out one A plus and that's a dairy castle. Um, 
but I, I gave an 82 and I always tag the restaurant when I do my little review <laughs> on, on Instagram. And it's funny. I was like, you know, the next thing you know, I was looking at my messages on Instagram and Steak and Shake had, you know, replied with a full, full comment and questions about how they can improve their milkshakes, all this stuff. So I, I responded and I was like, it's pretty cool. That I'm talking to, you know, Steak and Shake. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to Steak and Shake. So it, I went back there a couple a week or two later and I, I kid you not, you know, I'm sure that they didn't do it anything differently, but for some reason the milkshake was incredible. So I ended up giving them like a 92 or something or a 91 and, and I commented and I, you know, tagged them again and they, you know, messaged me back with another paragraph about, you know, how much they appreciate the the review and all this stuff. So I, I would give steak and shake probably, you know, usually about a 89, 89, 90, 88, somewhere in there. Um, but I have not had a red velvet Oreo shake yet, so I might have to give that a go. How Bro, you, you have to. Be, and I'll tell you what excited me the most about it. And now I just sound fat because I'm talking about milkshakes. <laughs> so, but I'm talking with Mr. Milkshake, so I don't think anybody – when you get to the bottom of the milkshake, there is a chunk of red velvet cake at the bottom waiting for you to enjoy it. Those are always the best milkshakes. That's why like. I'm a big red velvet fan. And when I got to, I was like, oh man, this is the end of the, and of course, while you're enjoying the milkshake, you get a little bit of the cake coming up. So you just think, okay, they mix some cake up with it. But then when I got to the bottom and looked, it was like a whole piece of cake in the bottom. I was like, okay, I made the right decision. Hey. That's that's why I always go. I tell people when I go get a milkshake, I always get extra Oreos because if you go, like you said, the best part is at the bottom. And if the, if the candy or whatever you get, the M and M's or the Oreos or the red velvet, if it gets to the bottom, that's the best part. You're exactly right. But they, they it was all throughout. It was the cake was mixed in with the ice cream with the milkshake, and they it was almost like they put a piece of cake at the bottom and then they poured the milkshake on over the top. You know, I'm starting to make myself hungry. I, <laughs> I need to stop. Joey, you, did you have something that you wanted to ask Keith real quick too? No, I just uh, no. just been listening and soaking in, you know, in all the information. And, I mean, I think we all just feel the same way, you know, kind of feel cheated to a point, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously the players and the fans, you know, we look at – most people look forward to March Madness uh, from about April 5th on <laughs> – yeah, um, that's most people's favorite time of the year is March Madness, and as much I don't want to, you know, make this sound the wrong way, but it, I know the players look forward to it and are ready for it. But I think the fans are equally as excited for it, and you know, as much as you guys are disappointed you didn't get to play, we're equally as disappointed that we didn't get to watch you play because we you could see something with this team that they had they had something to. Like you said, we already had uh, Atlanta ready to go. We had Atlanta. Well, look, I had this, my theme music ready to go because last time we had our theme music, we, we brought the home the chip. This is how much March Madness means just in my household. I bought my first house three years ago, and the first thing I did in my basement was put up three 60-inch TVs in the basement so I could watch all the game and then watch the fourth one on my phone so I could enjoy that two- to three-week time frame where nothing else mat. I mean, yeah, I've walked right. out. I've walked out on jobs. But I mean, when I was younger, twenty twenty one, Louisville plays at one o'clock. Can I? Uh, can I get off at noon? No, I quit. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, that's how serious it is. Uh, serious it is around here. Um, 
But uh, again, Keith, we do appreciate you coming on. We appreciate all your time. Uh, our guy Sam, who normally does the podcast with us, but since we're we're quarantined, he is not here right now. He will be calling in here uh, shortly. Uh, he wants to know. I know that you only spent one season in Louisville, but if you had to recruit a player here, what would be your recruiting pitch to him to have him commit to Louisville? Uh, is, is are we assuming that you know Coach Mack is is you know running the ship here? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, yeah, I mean, if that that would be my pitch is you know you're going to play for the best coach in the country, a coach that uh, you know not only gives you the freedom that every player wants, uh, but you're you're in a, a system that allows you know every player to really reach his maximum potential. You know, when you have a coach that supports everything that you do, obviously there's an extremely high level of expectation that comes with that. But you know, not all college coaches are. Uh, you know, give the players the, the confidence and the green light to really go out there and compete. Um, and, and Coach Mack does that. And you're, you're at, a, at a staff all the way down, Coach Murray, Coach uh, Pegues, Coach Gaudio, who coached Co- Chris Paul in college. These are guys that you can not only, you know, you really can improve your game on, take your game to the next level. I mean, look what, look what Jordan Wara has done in his two years with Coach Mack. I mean, that's really sensational. And that's why I'm unbelievably excited to see what happens with a David Johnson, what happens with a Jalen Withers. But, you know, you, you not only got, you know, have the best coach in the country, you play in the nicest arena in the entire country in front of, you know, fans that you'll get 20,000 to a game when it's, you know, Louisville versus, you know, a big South or an Ivy league school that comes in yeah. here and, and, and something, you know, that's not how it is at all at other places. You know, obviously I have firsthand experience of that, you know, coming from a mid major, but um, you know, just the support of this community. Uh, they love basketball and that's the, uh, the biggest understatement of the century. Louisville that like breathes basketball. I mean, this is the, you know, everything that you want as a college basketball, as a recruit, to come into a place where, uh, you know, every single person around you loves the game just as much as you, you know, it's, it's about as homey a feeling as you can get. So just, you know, the, the, the love and the support from the fans, the, uh, obviously the, the facilities with the Yum center and the practice center, uh, the Heber center. Um, and then, you know, just being, being able to compete, represent, you know, the university of Louisville, one of the most historic basketball programs in the entire country, uh, you know, you, 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 everything that you need and you want to get to the next level, whether it's, you know, in the NBA or for me, whether it's getting into coaching, the resources here are through the roof. So, I mean, that's why I would, that's, that's exactly why I chose Louisville. Now I want to commit again. I don't have any uh, eligibility left, but now I want to commit again. Uh, Did I get you? I, yes, absolutely. And only because of what you said, Keith, we, we thank you. So I, I want to leave you with a couple things real quick. First off, anytime you're in town, milkshakes on me for the rest of your life. Uh, Second off, we appreciate everything that you you have done for us. I mean, because people don't understand. You all, the the practice sometimes is almost as important as the games, the preparation. Uh, It's not just one thing that, that Keith Otto did, you know, there, there's a bunch of things. And me as, as I said before, as a former athlete, uh, because I'm not sure I'm much of an athlete now. I could hit a couple shots on this Papa shot down here, but that's about it. But there's more to it than just seeing the guys on the TV, and that's all it is. So I want to tell you we appreciate everything that you've done. Uh, let the other the other seniors know we appreciate it. Even for all the crap that Steven and Jordan and them and Ryan heard, 
because nobody ever really said a bad word about Dwayne Sutton because that's Mr. Dependability. Um, <laughs> you know, that 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 was just our love for the game. I mean, not the guy that threatened Jordan. That dude needs to be tied up and 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 thrown into the, the pit of the coronavirus. I'm sorry, put I shouldn't have said that. Put him in the Snickers hole. Yeah, put him in the Snickers hole. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, but we appreciate everything that you all did. Uh, for us and will continue to do because you will represent our city for the rest of your life uh but one final thing i want to share with you i know i've said that like 72 times and we're actually going to turn this into a bonus episode it's going to be the keith auto show featuring jeremy and joey uh we're we're we're, we're going to split this into (laughs) other because we're going to have colin in a little bit and that'll so what we'll do is we'll just run a couple extra bonus episodes release these over the next few weeks instead of just doing one so you all have uh, plenty to listen to. But as as the shot was missed, as Josh missed the shot, and DJ grabbed the rebound, the second he looked over to you, I jumped up out of my chair. My brother jumped up out of his chair. You shot the ball. I yelled out, as corny as this sounds, I said, automatic. <laughs> You hit the shot. Uh, I should have known then I was saying it right because I didn't say, oh, it's automatic. I said automatic. We all, I swear on my heart that's beating right now, we all cheered, gave it. We, that was back when you could give high fives without worrying about social distancing. And uh, we were so happy for you. We were so happy for the moment. And thank you. Just thank you so much for everything you've done for us. And thanks for, for taking the time out to, to record the podcast with us. We really do appreciate you. Man, I appreciate you guys having me on. And in the next couple of weeks when I get back to Louisville, I'll definitely take you up on that milkshake offer. But again, I appreciate all the support. And, uh, you know, thank you guys again for having me on. Not a problem. All right, y'all. That's the end of this week's, uh, this episode of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. This is, you know, this is how you do radio. You do stuff on the fly. I just, just I look down at the timer. We're 52 minutes in. I'm like, that's enough for one show. So I, we thank you all for listening. We'll have more content. This ain't gonna be, I know we said last week we're probably done. We didn't know the severity of the situation. We want to give you all more entertainment. So we'll put this this uh, this episode out either this week or next week. Um, we've got a general one we're recording, and then we have one with Colin Lyman. We may even re- we may even release them all in the same week and just let you all listen to them then. So uh, until next week, this has been the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast with my brother Joe. Maryland's trash. Maryland is trash. I don't like them. And and Keith Otto, (laughs) thank you all. Till next week.